So to mothers and fathers, to brothers and sisters, to social service professionals, if that's your language, to healers, to hope dealers, yeah, to light weavers, this love letter is to you. I call you legendary. For all those who serve children with honor, they call you social workers, but I drink my drinks from legend. So I recall a time when family and community were one and the same, and it was called a compound. And there were those people of great sensitivity, and they were entrusted by the adults, and they were ratified by the elders to place their hands upon the shoulders of children and turn them to face a better wind. There were those people. They call you social workers. I call you those who turn lives around. You see, you seep into cracks like salvation blood and you fill up the spaces so that the precious little ones won't fall through. That's what you do. They call you social workers. I call you spirit keepers, denizens of the light. I mean to say that you reside in a house called Hope and you keep the light on so that babies and lost folk can find their way home. Are you with me? Light keepers, denizens of the light. This is why it matters that you be well. This is why it matters that you love yourself and mend yourself and pick up that needle and you pick up that yarn and you, if you don't know how to mend, if you don't know how to do macro, macrame or knitting, if you don't know that, if you don't know how to quilt, if you don't know how to create blankets and tapestries that will keep you warm in the cold night, then you reach to your sister and you reach to your brother who does have that skill and you learn it for yourself. They call you the people who keep the light on so that babies and lost folk can find their way home. They call you social workers. But the ground that you till is not social, it is spiritual. It is of the human spirit and it drips with black richness like strong coffee picked from heaven's hills. And the seeds that you protect are not simply children, not simply tomorrow's daylight, but the reason for our past and the purpose for our people to be, to be. That is the question. I am a child of the system and of suffering and of solace and of sorrow and of song and of song. And I drink my drinks from legend. So I recall that mud caked fishermen work the banks of the Nile river and they have a faith that creation will grace them with good catch. Even on stingy days, antelope people, Stingy days when you don't feel like getting out of bed. Stingy days when your children are acting up. Stingy days when you're not getting the funding you need for your project. Stingy days when you got to go to that darn staff meeting. Stingy days when your, co your, your co-worker is just, you know, you want to pull her hair out. Stingy days when you just are about to lose it. Even on stingy days, these fishermen, fisherwomen still have faith that creation will grace them with good cash so that they can return home to their families and fill bellies, fill substance, fill sustenance, fill need with something beyond yams, plantains, collard greens, cabbage. I'm about to make you hungry. <laughs> this is your name. Fisherwomen, fishermen, casting your net, bringing it home to the antelope people who need to graze on that green grass of your grace. Don't you ever think, don't you ever underestimate yourself, the sacredness of this work. You are not celebrated by this society because we're still trying to remember what it means to be whole, what it means to be lovers. We're still trying to get back. We're trying to get back. 
And so your work is not celebrated and you have to beg for money to do the work, right? And you don't have enough resources and you don't have enough time. And the case files, they pile up on your desk and you get stressed out. And that teenager who became Mother Teresa, she understood you. She understood your plight and your path, your passion and your power. Because people always asked her hour after hour, how do you serve so many suffering souls? And she always said, as long as I am working from the infinite well of my love and compassion, I do not tire. But the very moment I begin to, to act from and live from and serve from the intellect, the cognitive brain, this male-oriented way of doing this work, she said, the minute I begin to act exclusively from that domain, I become exhausted. You see? Family. Antelope family. There is no such thing as compassion fatigue. Compassion does not fatigue. We do when we fail to live from compassion. And then there's the griot, the storyteller, and she's old and over by the stump, and she's still got that reach to go on and and even her joints are stiff, you know, they're stiff. She feels that cold in her bones, but she's still got that reach to go on and pull the ripened fruit of symbolism and legacy. We're talking about hope. We're talking about uh, promise. We're talking about encouragement to children and families. And she's pulling those. She's pulling those fat, ripe fruits from the highest tree branches and the most shy and introverted clouds. And she's picking them and picking them and putting them in her story basket. So that the young ones can fill their minds with substance beyond what is today, extending out to what ought to be and what used to be in family and community. She's just a griot and she's old, but she's young enough to set young ones free. And this is your name. You're a griot. You're a storyteller. You're the keeper of the flame. They call you social workers and child welfare. I call you medicine, women and men and family welfare. I call you glue in the community when the rain comes to pull things apart. I call you doctors, priests, healers, teachers, palm readers, fortune tellers, prophecies, negotiators, mediators, advocators, instigators, pacifiers, storytellers, truth dwellers, getting downright, dirty and shameful sellers, clean it up mess, setting crooked straight, child soul caressers, man woman, I call you masseuse. Irrigators, investigators, neglect haters, keeper of the cage that carries the canary deep into the dark of human caves, looking for that first sign of something foul, looking for that abuse, looking for that abuse, looking for that first sign of something foul, but yet well enough to praise that first sign of something beautiful. You feel me? Dutiful, because you praise the beautiful. Let's praise the fact that we showed up today. Let's praise the fact that we got clean water today. Let's praise the fact that we care about this work and we know each other and we're developing relationships and we got a team that we're growing. Let's praise, let's praise the beautiful. If you can't praise the beautiful in this work, you quickly become unwell. You become burnt out and bitter and negative and toxic. And now you're not the sunlight in the Antelope Valley. You're the midnight without any starry night. You're the darkness that has no hope of becoming light. See, darkness is a beautiful thing because we know at the end of that period of nightfulness, there will be dayfulness. That's why we rest in night, because we know day is to come. But if there is no day and it's only darkness, then we lose the sound of our own soulful drum. You following me? We fall into despair and hopelessness. And that's a rope that we don't want to grab onto because hopelessness swings us over the side from hopefulness to this this abyss, this precipice where people are ready to jump and it makes no sense. 
Listen. In a nation that says that this community in the Antelope Valley is less than that one, and this neighborhood is less, and that family is less, and that child is less, and that worker is less, and that leader is less, hmm? in a culture that does that, that prioritizes and creates caste systems and untouchables, people who are glorified undeservedly, in a nation like this, people that ask you, why do you bother with all that pain anyways? Couldn't you get an easier job? Couldn't you go and get that school, that business degree? Girl, you could get... How many people have had family and friends discourage you from this work at some point? Show of hands. And they ask you, why do you bother with all that pain? They call you social workers who go out and keep the faith. And there's only one reason as far as I can see. See, even the blackest, brownest, whitest, brokest, poorest community is made up of... Whew, Beautiful families and children just trying to get themselves free, not just free from what's going on today, but free from generational hurtfulness and brokenness and dysfunction and abuse and despair. We cannot afford to demonize those who have harmed others. We must engage in a reclamation project and have faith that there is goodness and beauty in every soul. When we give up as healers, then there is no hope for anybody because we're the last outpost for love and compassion as healers. Give it to yourself. We're the last outpost. It breaks my heart to sit around with professionals, with healers like this and hear them say just the most hurtful things about the families and children. Then you know we're really in trouble. We have to stay above that madness. So these families and children, they're just trying to get themselves free and they're each endowed with the full potential of this universe, unshakable masterpieces of a canvas untouched by a foolish and young nation, this one, still using a wrong paintbrush to color them in. The wrong ideology, the wrong idea about our people. Right, people? And you in the morning when you rise, you peel the frustration from your sleepy face and your weary eyes and you wash it away down the sink with all that dirt that system puts in your way and you walk clean out the door because you believe. You believe these children are good enough and these families are worth enough and these communities deserve enough and you absolutely have what it takes enough. You must have faith that you have what it takes enough because you don't ever make enough. Y'all don't ever make enough. Money, material status, superficial dough, to ever let it be okay to let some folks slip, not even some folks, for just one day. And I'm the child and I ask the question. I'm the child of abuse and self-abuse. I'm the child of love and self-love. And I'm asking you the question that I answer. And I say that you have to be warriors because you fought my battle. You have to be magicians because you carried me over the wide water with your barest feet. You have to be the locksmith helping somebody who cared for this little black boy, lost boy, silent boy, helping that somebody, somebody in this valley wide to turn the key and let me just be on my way to being what I was put here to be. And check this out, family. Don't you ever think that any one of these children could never grow up to become legendary. We are not the wisdom of creation. We occupy a more humble station. It's called human imperfection. We don't see everything. We don't know everything. Greatness comes with the lateness sometimes. It comes up out of poverty and, and in the crumpling of dimes. It comes up out of wastefulness and, and uselessness. Sometimes greatness and beauty arises from the most terrible soil. And we are not the ones to pass the final judgment on what a child can be. Don't you be that. Be humble. 
From this rippled surface, the distortion of the reflection that we are able to catch is the beauty of a day on down the path when that child and family storm calms itself and quits its crying. And that warped reflection in the mirror of child welfare is the child fared well, is the day's bounty brought home to fill somebody in the Mm, in the belly with a substance beyond yams. Now, when I began this life, you were there for me, you and your kindred spirit, your kindred kind, and you carried me first to a safe way station and then to my people who would bring me up. So child welfare or child farewell? That is the question. I put my money on the sweet honey of the Antelope Valley, the sweet stuff, the nectar, the organic honey, the stories of success, because I am one, because you were one for me. Triumphant that is, triumphant you are. I am the reason that you get up and go out to work, even in those bitter stretches, family. I see you. I feel you. When that fierce wind blows you back and that sharp sand stings your face, coming from the deep, deep desert, you lean not backwards. You're not a disgrace. You lean forward into the human race. And I, I can't just thank you. That would be an understatement. I have to remind you of your greatness. That's what I'm doing today. How you leave it in your wake so that a child like me can come around behind you and lap it up and taste him some sweetness. It tasted so good to me back then. And you want to know why? Because I just wanted to have the chance to grow up so that I could just possibly, possibly, possibly not be that stat. Be alive and taste me some sweet potato pie. Let me make it California specific. So I wanted to grow up so I could have the chance to taste me some alfalfa pie, some, <laughs> some avocado pies. I'm just messing with you. She said, stay with the sweet potatoes, sweetie. Stay with the sweet potato. No, pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie. Apple pie, rhubarb pie, we equal opportunity eaters up in here. I just don't get lost in the pie. You're losing my message. You're losing it. You're losing it. I just wanted to have the chance to taste the sweetness. I'm using a metaphor, people. Don't start getting angry about the pie selection. I'm using a metaphor. I didn't want to slip through the cracks and I didn't want to erode or fade away. And I sure enough didn't want to die. I just wanted to be able to grow up so I could have the chance to taste me some of your favorite pie. Cinnamon in my dreams, fresh from the oven, heavenly steam in my eye. There is something called the system. It is some parts working right, some parts doing wrong. And then there's you banging the gong. The one who toils for the well-being of the child, that's you. Made up of flesh and of spirit, that's you. Both need tending to. Some parts mad revolutionary, calling for change when everything around seems to want to just sit still, and that's the deal. And you, some parts little child on the street corner selling lemonade. Y'all got out there early and you put up your thing because you're trying to make some coin. You're trying to make some coin so that you can get what you need to make the day feel good in your antelope hood, you see? You're trying to get those resources. You're trying to get support. You're trying to mobilize. You're just setting up your lemonade stand every single day. You know people are going to drive by and some are going to honk at you and encourage you. Some are going to laugh at you. Some are going to just say, man, why are you setting up a lemonade stand? That's a joke, man. You're trying to get pennies out of a garbage can. But you set up your lemonade stand every day. You go back. You, you slice up your fruit. You get your water. You get your ice. You hang your sign. You say, listen here, I'm a healer. I'm a dealer. I'm a hope weaver. I ain't leaving. I'm going to stay on this corner and I'm going to serve 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 because that's what we're here for. That's you. And they out in the world because they do not understand some of them are your own family and friends. They don't get your work. They don't get your work and that's okay. They call you social worker. They don't get the depth of you, the breadth of you, the brilliance of you. I call you legendary. 
I was one of the children. I love you. Thank you. <laughs>